Section 16 of Oscar Wilde, Art and Morality, A Defence of the Picture of Dorian Gray, edited by Stuart Mason. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Geeson. Section 16. Pater, who is, on the whole, the most perfect master of English prose now creating amongst us. Walter Pater on Dorian Gray There is always something of an excellent talker about the writing of Mr. Oscar Wilde, wrote Pater in reviewing Dorian Gray for The Bookman. Footnote november eighteen ninety one and in his hands as happens so rarely with those who practise it the form of dialogue is justified by its being really alive his genial laughter-loving sense of life and its enjoyable intercourse goes far to obviate any crudity there may be in the paradox with which as with the bright and shining truth which often underlies it mr wilde startling his countrymen carries on more perhaps than any other writer the brilliant critical work of matthew arnold the decay of lying for instance is all but unique in its half humorous yet wholly convinced presentment of certain valuable truths of criticism conversational ease the fluidity of life felicitous expression are qualities which have a natural alliance to the successful writing of fiction and side by side with mr wilde's intentions so he entitles his critical efforts comes a novel certainly original and affording the reader a fair opportunity of comparing his practice as a creative artist with many a precept he has enounced as critic concerning it a wholesome dislike of the commonplace rightly or wrongly identified by him with the bourgeois with our middle class its habits and tastes leads him to protest emphatically against so-called realism in art life as he argues with much plausibility as a matter of fact when it is really awake following art the fashion of which an effective artist sets while art on the other hand influential and effective art has taken its cue from actual life in dorian gray he is true certainly on the whole to the aesthetic philosophy of his intentions yet not infallibly even on this point there is a certain amount of the intrusion of real life and its sordid aspects the low theatre the pleasures and griefs the faces of some very unrefined people managed of course cleverly enough the interlude of jim vane his half sullen but wholly faithful care for his sister's honour is as good as perhaps anything of the kind 
marked by a homely but real pathos sufficiently proving a versatility in the writer's talent which should make his books popular clever always this book however seems intended to set forth anything but a homely philosophy of life for the middle class a kind of dainty epicurean theory rather yet fails to some degree in this and one can see why a true epicureanism aims at a complete though harmonious development of man's entire organism to lose the moral sense therefore for instance the sense of sin and righteousness as mr wilde's hero his heroes are bent on doing as speedily as completely as they can is to lose or lower organization to become less complex to pass from a higher to a lower degree of development as a story however a partly supernatural story it is first-rate in artistic management those epicurean niceties only adding to the decorative colour of its central figure like so many exotic flowers like the charming scenery and the perpetual epigrammatic surprising yet so natural conversations like an atmosphere all about it all that pleasant accessory detail taken straight from the culture the intellectual and social interests the conventionalities of the moment have in fact after all the effect of the better sort of realism throwing into relief the adroitly devised supernatural element after the manner of poe but with a grace he never reached which supersedes that earlier didactic purpose and makes the quite sufficing interest of an excellent story we like the hero and spite of his somewhat unsociable devotion to his art hallward better than lord henry wotton he has too much of a not very really refined world in him and about him and his somewhat cynic opinions which sometimes seem to be those of the writer who may however have intended lord henry as a satiric sketch mr wilde can hardly have intended him with his cynic amity of mind and temper any more than the miserable end of dorian himself to figure the motive and tendency of a true cyrenaic or epicurean doctrine of life in contrast with hallward the artist whose sensibilities idealize the world around him the personality of dorian gray above all into something magnificent and strange we might say that lord henry and even more the from the first suicidal hero loses too much in life to be a true epicurean loses so much in the way of impressions of pleasant memories and subsequent hopes which hallward by a really epicurean economy manages to secure 
it should be said however in fairness that the writer is impersonal seems not to have identified himself entirely with any one of his characters and Watton's cynicism whatever it be at least makes a very clever story possible he becomes the spoiler of the fair young man whose bodily form remains unaged while his picture the chef-d'oeuvre of the artist hallward changes miraculously with the gradual corruption of his soul how true what a light on the artistic nature is the following on actual personalities and their revealing influence in art we quote it as an example of mr wilde's more serious style i sometimes think that there are only two eras of any importance in the world's history the first is the appearance of a new medium for art and the second is the appearance of a new personality for art also what the invention of oil painting was to the venetians the face of antinous was to late greek sculpture and the face of dorian gray will some day be to me it is not merely that i paint from him draw from him sketch from him of course i have done all that but he is much more to me than a model or a sitter i won't tell you that i am dissatisfied with what i have done of him or that his beauty is such that art cannot express it there is nothing that art cannot express and i know that the work i have done since i met dorian gray is good work is the best work of my life but in some curious way his personality has suggested to me an entirely new manner in art an entirely new mode of style i see things differently i can now recreate life in a way that was hidden from me before dorian himself though certainly a quite unsuccessful experiment in epicureanism in life as a fine art is till his inward spoiling takes visible effect suddenly and in a moment at the end of his story a beautiful creation but his story is also a vivid though carefully considered exposure of the corruption of a soul with a very plain moral pushed home to the effect that vice and crime make people coarse and ugly general readers nevertheless will probably care less for this moral less for the fine varied largely appreciative culture of the writer in evidence from page to page than for the story itself with its adroitly managed supernatural incidents its almost equally wonderful applications of natural science impossible surely in fact but plausible enough in fiction its interest turns on that very old theme old because based on some inherent experience or fancy of the human brain of a double life of doppelganger 
not of two persons in this case but of the man and his portrait the latter of which as we hinted above changes decays is spoiled while the former through a long course of corruption remains to the outward eye unchanged still in all the beauty of a seemingly immaculate youth the devil's bargain but it would be a pity to spoil the reader's enjoyment by further detail we need only emphasize once more the skill the real subtlety of art the ease and fluidity withal of one telling a story by word of mouth with which the consciousness of the supernatural is introduced into and maintained amid the elaborately conventional sophisticated disabused world mr wilde depicts so cleverly so mercilessly the special fascination of the piece is of course just there at that point of contrast mr wilde's work may fairly claim to go with that of edgar poe and with some good french work of the same kind done probably in more or less conscious imitation of it the athenaeum in reviewing the picture of dorian gray in its issue of june twenty seventh eighteen ninety one under the heading of novels of the week said mr oscar wilde's paradoxes are less wearisome when introduced into the chatter of society than when he rolls them off in the course of his narrative some of the conversation in his novel is very smart and while reading it one has the pleasant feeling not often to be enjoyed in the company of modern novelists of being entertained by a person of decided ability the idea of the book may have been suggested by balzac's peau de chagrin and it is none the worse for that so much may be said for the picture of dorian gray but no more except perhaps that the author does not appear to be in earnest for the rest the book is unmanly sickening vicious though not exactly what is called improper and tedious mr r h sherard in his recently published life of oscar wilde werner lorry nineteen oct six gives some interesting particulars as to the reasons which induced wilde to write the book while the views of a french littérateur on dorian gray may be read in monsieur andre gide's study a translation of which by the present editor was issued from the Hollywell Press, Oxford, in 1905. End of section 16